What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast could be sponsored by you, yes, you, the listener, through the podcast Patreon page that you can find by clicking the link in this episode's description. However, if supporting the podcast financially is not a possibility, that's totally fine too, especially if you are an Apple Podcast or iTunes listener, because you can leave the show a rating and a review. It's important with the way iTunes works, helps other people find the show, and helps the show continue to grow. So please leave a rating and review. Um, there's another option by Stitcher, which also allows you to do that. And uh, don't forget, there are other ways of listening to the show if you're not an Apple podcast or iTunes listener by heading on over to Google Play. Uh, like I said, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, and wherever else you get your podcast, the Chase Thomas podcast will be there. And lastly, I highly encourage you to check out my website at chasethomaspodcast.com to read me at Medium uh, and to follow me on Twitter at Chase underscore Thomas and to go to the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Chase Thomas writer. Hopefully you're still with me because this is the end of me rambling. All right, let's go. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, Von Johnson of the world champion Philadelphia Eagles digital team is here, and Daniel Bryan is back wrestling in the WWE again. What a time! It's a uh, it's a crazy time. The Eagles winning the Super Bowl. Daniel Bryan wrestling again. It's like two Super Bowls. I honestly, I never thought this day would come. I was completely blindsided by his clearance. Um, I I have a lot of thoughts on this, but first I want to get your early thoughts. I, I think a lot of it too, it's just, we have to be careful here because I think a lot of this stuff is going to just have to play out and we'll have to see what kind of schedule he works, if how much his ring style is going to change. Because we've seen a little bit in his uh, closing segment against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens this week on SmackDown. But uh, I think a lot will be revealed in the coming weeks. But is this really a good thing that Daniel Bryan is resting against? Well, if he's been cleared by, uh, you know, multiple doctors, as he said, uh, and he's healthy, if he, you know, obviously we want to take into account if he's healthy, right? Don't want the guy to get hurt, which means he might have changed his style slightly. But if he's healthy, which, you know, it's, it's tough in wrestling because people get hurt in wrestling. You know, you do basic things, you can get hurt. But if he can stay healthy, I think it's a good thing. I mean, wrestling needs a Daniel Bryan. We can use a Daniel Bryan. And it'd be good for Daniel Bryan to be back in the ring. I'm sure he's been obviously been itching to be back in there since the day he retired, since his last match in, what was that, 2014, 2015? No, 2015 is his last match. Yeah, I think it was 2015. I think he was like he announced the retirement in 2016 because right. I think he was fighting to get cleared. And then he it was slowly after wrestle. It was like shortly after WrestleMania when he his, he had he had one of his final matches. Uh, WWE. He had the intercontinent like they were trying to build the intercontinental title division around him, right? And that was when Cena, I think, had the U.S. title. They were doing yeah. that thing, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So, um, what was that? I was talking about his health. Obviously, his health is first and foremost. That's the most important thing. But if he's healthy again, this is this is a really good thing. Obviously, like I'm always gonna have that health concern in the back of my mind, but it's just in the back of my mind. But other than that, what can what's what's the harm in that? If the only thing is that he's not healthy. Everything else is to me is good. It's fact that WWE has a, a a new toy to play with. You know, another person, a bit another big star that you can utilize on on SmackDown. Some fresh opponents. I mean, WWE looks vastly different from when it when it did in 2015 didn't have kevin owens on the main roster didn't have Sami Zayn on the main roster didn't have shinsuke nakamura aj Styles. i mean there's so many people that are there now that weren't there in 2015 or think people have changed like seth rollins like roman reigns like dean ambrose that they've progressed and changed you get the miz who's revitalized his career in the last couple years so it's good and plus it's like i said wwe could use him back in there 
before he retired, obviously, he's one of the biggest stars they had, if not the biggest, the top babyface they had at that point. And we all know what happened leading up to WrestleMania 30 and how just hugely over he was. He was a, t- he was a guy at that point. And it, t- it doesn't seem like he's lost a step as far as having the crowd in the palm of his hand. And he had everybody pointing to WrestleMania sound on SmackDown. They were with him every step of the way. Uh, yeah, I, again, he's still in, at a relatively young age. He's not even 40 years old yet. So he's in peak wrestling time, you know, as far as his career and age-wise. Usually your peak time as a wrestler is between like 30 and 40. That's when you're actually almost at your best because physically you're in really good shape and mentally you got it down almost because you, if you've been doing it for a long time at least. So he's still in his peak wrestling time as far as his age. Just hopefully his body can hold up. So I'm always going to be leery of that. But yeah, other than that, I mean, what 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 could what the negative can I say about this other than health concerns? Well, I think that's all it is. I think we're all, if everything's fine and he's been cleared and he really is okay, then yeah, it's great. Like just seeing that reaction, that opening promo this week gave me goosebumps. Like it was so good. He stumbled a little bit. Like he didn't stumble as much as like Kurt Angle, who is just awful. Like, I don't know why they keep sending him out there. He forgets his, like Bobby Roode did that once and it was just really awkward, but Kurt Angle is so well, bad. They give him. <laughs> I, I could rant about they that. Give him, I could rant they give about him crappy that. dialogue too. Probably. I mean, he's probably saying stuff he doesn't want to say. Kurt Angle is not when, good. When he wasn't doing crappy dialogue back in Attitude Era, he was fantastic. Like, let's not forget how yeah, good Kurt Angle was back in the something day. Something happened. I think I know what happened. Yeah, it's the scripting of, of the promos and the terrible verbiage he has to say and stuff like that. Well, we'll get to that because I've <laughs> I have more thoughts on the scripting for a certain SmackDown competitor that I think you might be able to pick up on who I'm hinting at there. But the opening promo was great. Daniel Bryan was great. Like just the crowd reaction was perfect. And just he's still just as over as he was. And like you said, I think you can make the case that he's maybe the most over babyface of like the last decade. He's just universally beloved and it's just the greatest underdog story in years. And the fans are going to be thrilled to see him back. He got to get some offense in. And then the bumps he took, <laughs> the pop-up power bomb he took on the apron and just everything else, like he's back and they're going full steam ahead. And, you know, I still just, I'm not going to lie. I cringed when he was getting beat up and when he was doing the, um, the kicks into the ring post going back and forth. And I was just like, he's falling on his shoulders and the way he's like, just, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to watch Daniel Bryan without cringing anymore, which is a problem because it's just, so he quit because he was having seizures and we weren't like, this has been a couple years. So I don't know if people remember just how bad it was for Daniel Bryan. Um, it scared his wife and he mentioned Brie a lot in that promo who she is he gave her credit for getting him to keep fighting, keep going to different doctor after doctor after doctor, which um, is cool. And it was, it's a great story. And if he really is okay, then great. But he has admitted that he has 10 documented concussions and that's just documented. He had three within five months of his pro wrestling career. Like he had three in five months. So 10 seems really generous over the course of his career, if he got three in the first five months, because it's not like he <laughs> has ever really worked a um, long-term friendly style. It's not, it's just, it's different. And Bree told ABC News at one point, I was with him with one of his seizures after a concussion. It scared me so bad, I lost it. I, I just, I don't know, man. Like, what happens if he gets one more? What happens if he just at WrestleMania, he takes a weird bump from Kevin Owens and like that night he has to retire all over again. They have to do this all over again because he messed up his neck or something like Paige. Because remember, Paige was a great story. Like we've already forgotten that she's just had to be relegated to a manager role and maybe that's she'll never get cleared again either. But that was just sad and it ended up on a fluke thing with Sasha Banks on like a house show. Yeah. And then her career's over. That can happen with Daniel Bryan this That can week. happen with literally anyone, though. That's true. Literally anyone but, in the like, roster. Daniel Bryan is it just could happen. And it is scary. It was, it's just as scary. For, I don't think it's any more scary for Daniel Bryan than it is for anybody else. And like I said, he was cleared, according to him, he was cleared by multiple doctors. He just, he just wasn't cleared by WWE's doctors. Which, I mean, I don't know if they know something that everybody else doesn't, but according to Daniel Bryan, he was cleared by multiple doctors to be able to wrestle again. So who am I, you know... 
I don't have any degrees on my wall as far as a doctor's degree. I had a, a bachelor's in, in journalism, but not a doctor's in anything. So, you know. Well, I think our bachelor's degrees, because I have the same degree, I think both of us are very close <laughs> about Daniel Bryan's um, right. concussion symptoms. But speaking of doctors, Dr. Zazzler said um, when talking like uh, about concussions, even if you have had two or three concussions over, say, 20 years, you'd have an 85% chance of full recovery. That is to say you have no symptoms of post-concussional syndrome. And that's the thing where I'm not, we don't know how much of like how much of that he suffered. But the fact that it does seem like it just depends on the person. The fact that if you have only had three over 20 years, you have an 85% chance that tells me if he's had 10 over like 15, that it's probably like 50, 50, maybe. But the, I don't know. It just, I don't want another terrible story 10 years from now, Daniel Bryan. I don't want to read the Sports Illustrated piece on him in 2027. Daniel Bryan doesn't know who his wife is and can't remember his kid's name. I I don't want that story at all. It's just going to bum me out because Daniel Bryan is so great. And he came off so genuine in that promo to kick off SmackDown. And he's just such a naturally likable babyface. And... I just don't want this to go the wrong way, but Vaughn, I got to tell you, I think this ends badly. I really do. I, I can't say that because we, we, we have no idea. We don't know how it's going to end. And you think it, we don't we got know. Kurt Angle yeah. in the ring. He, he's been through a hell of a lot, you know, as far as concussions and knee injuries, his neck. He, he, he readily tell you he won his gold medal with a broken freaking neck. He probably shouldn't be wrestling again. If, if wrestling is different than others. How did he get cleared? That's a good point, too. Like, him and Daniel Bryan right. getting cleared and just... Uh, how did Kurt Angle Who get knows? Cleared? Like I said, we're not doctors. We don't. I don't know what they're looking at. I can look at Kurt Angle's body and see, like, you can tell he's been... He can't walk straight. He walks like Kevin right, McHale. You can tell he's been through... His body's been through hell. But Undertaker's the same thing. He's going to wrestle again. So who knows how these guys get cleared if it's different for them because they're part-time. I'm assuming... I, I think Daniel Bryan is going to be part-time. I think that's how they'll that's what he should yeah, be. i think that's how to protect him i've heard the comparison of Shawn michaels post bad injuries that's what the best case scenario i think yeah. for him is is where you never put the title back on him but you put him in big time matches you let him work with the greats you let him get a good feud against aj styles you let him work shinsuke you let him work the dream matches and then ride out in a couple yeah. of years i he cannot work yeah, a full-time I, schedule. i don't think i'm worried don't think fans he, think he's back i don't full-time. think he wants to work a full-time schedule because he is a father now and he's got a wife, and I don't think his wife is going back on the road because, like I said, they're both parents. So it'd probably be best for the for both all parties involved if he didn't work a full time schedule. You can admit it, you can limit his bumps because he's not taking that many. I, I don't think he'll see him on house shows. He probably knowing Daniel Bryan, and, and I don't know him personally, but from hearing his interviews over the years and and you know and hearing him speak, you can tell he loves wrestling. He, he would wrestle every day of the year if he had his body held up. It seems like like he was. He if he could wrestle in a small gymnasium in the middle of nowhere, he'd do it. So, but well, it's interesting you say that because I think maybe this is the cynical side of me. I know what you're going to say. I th- I think that's part of the reason WWE like Vince and Triple H wanted to keep him around is because they knew when his contract was up, he's going to wrestle somewhere. Yeah, and he's going to and they draw. I, yeah, gonna... exactly. And with New Japan getting bigger and bigger and him potentially going up against Cody and just uh, Okada in a couple years or whoever, like, I think they knew he was going to wrestle again, whether or not they cleared him. And I don't, this is so common because we really don't know what went on behind the scenes and we don't know the protocol. We don't know so much of the medical stuff here, but I do think. It would not surprise me at all if that went into their line maybe, and why Vince wanted to get maybe in a cynical, but they could have done that. Oh, I guess it'd be good to do it now before WrestleMania instead of waiting until, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, until like August or September. But that could be, I wouldn't be surprised if that turned out to be the case, but uh, regardless, it's, it's happened. He's, he's here now and he's, he's going to wrestle again. I would assume it's going to be with Shane McMahon and his tag team match or something like that yeah. against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, which on one hand, it makes sense given all the stuff they've done on SmackDown for the last like six months. But on another hand, like I was really hope, kind of hoping for a Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn one on one match, simply because. Oh, I wasn't at all. Really? You wanted to see them again, yeah. no? Because I love them as best friends. I, I love their promos. They're two great workers. I've been here. I was champion. Like <laughs> I was championing 
getting them to be the first ever co-WWE champions, <laughs> I think that would have been just great entertainment on a week-to-week basis where they kind of free bird the WWE title that for a couple months. That would but, be great. If you had done that instead of the Jinder Mahal summer, oh. oh God, SmackDown would have had a much better year if we spent it, all that time wasting Jinder Mahal, who, by the way, Randy Orton just flat out said he sucked this week on SmackDown. Like, that was a thing that they actually... I, how often do you ever hear like a wrestler just openly get scripted dialogues just like you're gonna say that this former WWE champion just sucks and that everybody knows he sucks like that's it and they I feel like not enough has been said about that but they just it it was crazy but anyway like that would have been great I don't want to see them feud anymore it was a we've seen it enough we don't need to see Sammy versus Kevin Owens no we can do it again come on now this is Sammy versus Kevin they fighting forever this is what they do. No, I don't want that. They, the, the fact that they're they, so much better as best no, friends. No, I, I think you could do both. I think you could switch back and forth between both. I, I, I don't like them as best friends too. I thought they would still get this one on one match. I know how 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 much it would mean for them. I'm not saying it's got a, a few got to go on for months and months and months again, but I think it would have meant a lot to them to have that one on one match. But uh, that's besides the point. Point is, is that Daniel Bryan is cleared, and you know if he's like I said, if he can stay healthy and if he can stay you know in the ring and and not beat the stuff up too bad and get another concussion and whatnot this this is positive i mean it wasn't that it really wasn't that long ago it was only three or four years ago when daniel bryan was at the top of the business i mean we were thinking that he was going to be the next guy the next poster child i never thought you never thought that i thought that when when he won the title at wrestlemania that's not like a a light endorsement that is a huge endorsement from Vince McMahon to give you that spot at WrestleMania, and he, they were about to give him. I think it was a reluctant endorsement. It was, they never, but, they never believed in him long term. I don't think they've ever they seen him as a be, top draw. That's why they moved him to SmackDown the first opportunity they got. Like I don't. But they were going to give him that no. chance to run with that ball, and he could. He got the chance to prove himself with that run that got cut short because he was hurt. If he if he had stayed healthy, just, that run could have he could have shown like could, he was going to be the guy to lose to Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. I think. That year, not Cena. Cena got the belt because Brian Bron- got hurt. So I think it would have transitioned to Brock, and then Brock goes to WrestleMania and protect, maybe lose to Roman Reigns, or maybe not, whatever. But my point is, he would have got a chance to run with the ball. If- I think he could have been one of the guys, is what I would say. I think best case scenario, he's like in the mixture, like kind of like AJ Styles is at this point, where it's like it's clear he's never gonna be the top guy on like Raw. But they still see the value in him because before Daniel Bryan returned, he was the number one overall babyface in this company. He got all positive reactions and it works. But at the same time, if you ask Vince who his guy is and who his top babyface is, he would say Roman Reigns and who he's building. Yeah. Around. It, it doesn't. But I think the same is true. I think Daniel Bryan is even like on, on another level than Styles and Reigns. He was he was him and Cena were essentially neck and neck at that point as far as top babyfaces. That's fair. At that point, you got to remember, this is pre-brand split. This is pre-two titles. This is one title, one show, one roster, I should say. And it was Daniel, they were going to give Daniel Bryan the shot to rival Cena as far as merch sales, ticket sales. Like He was going to get that run. And if he had proven himself, like CM Punk. CM Punk was the guy that rivaled Cena. Now, of course, Cena was still kind of like... And he never got to main event WrestleMania. Like, he right. wanted to do that, and he but, never got his moment. It, like, they never gave him... Like, they still give him the Summer of Punk, and they did all that, but they still never saw it, him it as It doesn't help, guy. though, when at the same time that's happening, The Rock comes back, and he's got two matches with Cena. Like, if, if I'm yeah. booking the territory, that's my main event. Sorry, CM Punk. That was such a bad main event. I, I hate that Royal Rumble match, because the <laughs> feud buildup was so good. I love... Like that's one of my favorite promo interactions was yeah. Punk and Rock first time. It was so. But good. you know where the the money was as far as WWE that they thought the money was with Cena and Rock. Like this is this is what it is. So you know that that's just what they were going to do. So sorry, Punk. You, there's only unless you wanted to be a triple threat, which I probably would have done, but you wouldn't have got him versus Taker. Yeah. Whatever. Point is, they probably should have done a triple threat in hindsight. Wait, sidebar. Does this open the door for CM Punk to return after his next UFC fight? Is CM Punk back in the day within 12 months? I don't think so. Not within 12 okay. months. I think eventually he might return. But if there's one person that won't, if there's one person that won't ever do it, it would be him. That's but I, fair. I think he's that um, idealistic, and I think he's that stubborn. headstrong. <laughs> where, yeah, I think he would be like, no. I, I'm just done. That's an I'm but, done with that part of my life. I think he's a very focused. Like once this is done, this is done. And it, 
I can understand him never coming back. Like he is a disciplined guy, yeah. and I, I don't his know. shelf life. I could see him never. His shelf life back. in MMA is not very, not very long. What does he do if he like after if this he fight? gets his if it, he doesn't win? What what happens? Like what other options does he really right? Have? So again, if he gets his he gets punched in the face seventeen times in the first round and he gets knocked out again, then what? <laughs> you know, like okay, then he, is his next fight before all in? Uh, I can't remember. Because all in's in Chicago, and if there was ever a time for CM Punk to return to professional wrestling, it's at all in. In Chicago with the Young Bucks and the Bullet Club. Oh God. Can you imagine CM Punk taking over for Kenny Omega as the leader of the Bullet Club? That would be insanity, and there would be more Bullet Club shirts that you can count. Can you imagine the merch right, sales of the CM Punk Bullet Club I think there's shirts? a lot of Bullet Club shirts now. I mean... Oh, my God. Like, the next WWE Raw show. Like, just the crowd shots of just all these CM Punk, like, Punk Club shirts all across. Oh, my God. Yeah, but... That'd be cool. We're fantasy bucking yeah. over here. But like I said, if there's one guy that might stay away forever, it'd be him. That's fair. Um, and I saw today that they're apparently open to bringing back Hulk Hogan again. I keep seeing that report like once every three months. I hope that never happens. They, they probably at the same will, time, they, Hogan back in, Hogan in the Bullet Club, I think it would be entertaining <laughs> for like a couple months. I really if, do. if WWE brings back Hulk Hogan, he won't be like the ambassador he was back in 20, what was that, 2015 or whatever, or 2014. Mm-hmm. It'll be something different, but I can see him bringing him back. I mean, I made my feelings clear about what Hulk Hogan did and said and whatnot, and I wasn't happy with him at all, but I don't know. But he doesn't care. They've never... Been, I mean, like, clearly, they don't they, care. Jerry they Lawler the Battle Royal after keeps Fabulous getting brought Lula, back. So. <laughs> That's true. But Jerry Lawler, the police statements with... Just not to go down this rabbit hole, but like what he said to... Is it his wife or his girlfriend or whatever? But like telling... Like giving her... I don't want to like... I, I don't want to speculate because I don't have the story in front of me, but it was dark and he was brought back and it's just Hogan's probably a bad person. Jerry Lawler's probably a bad person. A lot of these guys, but like they doesn't care. Vince McMahon does not care. Like I said, clearly you got the, the battle roar that was, I should say was named after Bula. No longer, n- yeah. no more, but it should be China. I don't know if they're going to do China. I mean, she, she had mm-hmm. some things, you know, with like the porn and, and even like drug abuse and, and hey, I'm a huge fan of China as much as anybody. But if you got a publicly traded company that's catered to kids, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I would do it as a China. Can we do Trish Stratus? It, do you have to be like, why not just do you Trish could, Stratus? Well, I, I would do that to China, but you know, WWE. This is WWE. They're very. You would think they'd be yeah. very careful. It's just. Or why do we have to brand these with old wrestling names? Yeah, you don't. You can leave the honor the giant one just as honor the giant. I can understand why they, they we're going to do honor a man. We should honor a woman too, but they're not going to do it this year, at least as far as like you have the Dusty Rhodes tag team classic that's going on in NXT right now. Everybody's got a name. You have to brand everything. Well, Maybe that's part I, of the it, 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 I don't mind. It's, it's still it's still good to remember the past and you know and lend credence to the to the thing with with a name within the past. You know the, the, that tag team tournament. Would you care as much if it was not the Dusty Rhodes tag team classic? I mean. It would not affect right. it, it. Maybe, but it helps. It definitely helps, I think, it, that you get to honor Dusty Rhodes. Maybe tournament. the casual fan, it helps. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It helps. I don't know. I would still watch either way. I'm watching Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne compete against Oni Larkin and uh, Danny Birch, no matter what. True. Um, which was a good match on NXT True. this week. Um, do you think this affects, in terms of Daniel Bryan's return, do you think this affects Roman Reigns or AJ Styles or Shinsuke Nakamura? No, they're just potential opponents. And now... Okay. When you have two rosters, it doesn't have to affect the, the, the very top. Like Daniel Bryan could be on one show, and all those other guys could be on another show. You know what I'm saying? Like, so there's no chance that there's like a Daniel Bryan chant in the main event. Of oh, there definitely year. probably will be. But okay. Roman's on Raw, Daniel Bryan's on SmackDown, so they're That's separate. True. So, like I said, they can, Daniel Bryan could still be the top guy. You know, if they, you know, they, I'm pretty sure they're gonna have some merch for him and whatnot, and there will be yes chance and whatnot. But that don't mean they had to stop Roman Reigns' trajectory. Now, if there's one title on the roster, maybe. But nowadays, you know, they can still give Roman Reigns a universal title if Daniel Bryan's over on SmackDown. <clears throat> Who should be the next GM of SmackDown? Because obviously Daniel Bryan's not going to be in that position. Uh, I know the answer is... Who, who was the answer? It's Edge and Christian. Oh, that's not going to happen, though. 
Why? Ed, They're bored. They have a podcast. They have nothing else Ed going on. A, They're oh, inducting Ed, the Deadly Boys Ed's in the Hall of Fame this actually year. does a lot of TV over in Europe with the, the Vikings know. thing. What about Christian? Christian, Christian could do it, be but doing I would, it, yeah. not, no knock against Christian, but it's better if it's Edge and Christian. How dare no, you? No knock against Christian. Christian is fantastic. I love Christian, but it's, if you're going to do it, do Edge and Christian, or do, do neither one. I don't know. Christian was always a great talker. I, I did like Christian. Captain Charisma can do it by himself. I love Christian. I was always a big fan of Captain Charisma and the Peep Show and whatnot. But I'm just saying, just do both. Don't don't just do Edge or just Christian. Do both. That's what I would yeah. do. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Paige? Still on Raw. And they haven't... I mean, you could do... Well, they're doing a superstar shakeup, that... apparently, after WrestleMania. So you could move her over and give her... Because I think she's still a good talker. And if she's not going to ever wrestle... But they haven't much, officially said anything about her status as far as in the ring. She just hurt. That's what they said. Just, they, but they never said that, oh, she's done for indefinitely, or they just said she's injured. That's it. So who would be your pick? See, I have to look at a list of names. Because it's probably going to be like a legend of some. They need to stop that. The older, like, they're not good. Mick Foley was a disaster. Kurt Angle has not I'm been I'm telling good. you right now, these are guys that can talk. We're talking about Mick Foley, who played four, Wait, three characters. Kurt Angle could not talk. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> saying, like, these guys that are known for their promos back in the day. I'm talking about Mick yeah. Foley, who played three characters at once, <laughs> like at, in, in one match in, in the Royal Rumble '98. Mick Foley was known for his promos. Kurt Angle was surprisingly great at promos, not just good at wrestling, but great at promos, good at talking. He's great heel, good, good babyface, whatnot. These, it's not these guys like Mick Foley and Kurt Angle. They, it's not like they can't talk. It's what they're giving, the material they're giving, that they're being given. And but what I would say is like, do you see how great? Drake Maverick has been as GM of 205 Live. It's 205 Live. I think there's value. Michael managed as Raw and SmackDown, though. Because the scuttlebutt is that Vince McMahon is running Raw and he's got his boys running SmackDown, but he's not. He's, he doesn't touch 205 Live. That's the Triple H thing. And that's why it's good. Right. And that's, that's, tri- that's the Triple yeah. H thing. Notice in NXT, you don't see that's the promos you hear in NXT, they sound they sound better. They talk like human beings in NXT for the most part. That's not that's not Vince McMahon and his, and his writing team by scripting those promos word for word. So yeah. I, I think I, I think if so, you give Kurt Angle the leeway, he probably he probably I, mean, I think he probably would want the leeway, but he probably wants to you know get some direction because it's just he's just there to convey the story. He's not the star he was back back in 2000, 2001. So he's just like, hey, you know, give me the script. I'll try to remember the lines and I'll forward the story along. I'm not here to be the star of the show. And same thing with Mick Foley. They just dare to you know, hey, I'm just playing my role, doing what the boss tells me, but you know. He's not given much to do. I actually know who it's going to be. Oh, who is it? Big Show. That'd be terrible. Big Show's a good he talker. A good talk, I actually think he should replace Corey Graves on uh, I, I commentary. If he'll do it, I think he'd be a good uh, color commentary I li- guy. I, think he I know Big Show's it. a good talker, but would that really excite But one, Here's the thing with me. In, in, in 30 figures in general, I mean, I understand you want some type of presence there, but I don't know, I just, I'm just tired of the authority figures type stuff and I'm a t- I'm tired of heel authority. Yeah, SmackDown like, is that SmackDown has avoided having the heel. I mean, I think Shane McMahon's been a heel for like six months, but they avoided the overbearing heel authority figure for a long time. And Raw has too. If you think Kurt Angle is a babyface, which he's which he is in story, so he's a heel to me because I get angry every time I see him on my screen. <laughs> Blame Kurt. And Kurt's older too. Give these guys some credit. These guys have been through concussions and had their head smashed in a bunch of times. They they're like. Kurt Angle is one of my favorites. Like his match against Russ, I mean, against HBK WrestleMania just a decade ago is one of my favorite all time WrestleMania but, matches. But I will also say that in the context of 2018, he is abysmal. Well, cut him some slack. He's still a Hall of Famer. I will not because he's on my TV. He's taking up time. I cut you some slack, Kurt. You're my guy. And I know how good you were once upon a time. <laughs> how good you probably couldn't be still if you weren't telling, you know, giving terrible scripts and whatnot. But, uh, well, Bray Wyatt's done. Could he be the new? Uh, I think he's going to probably join up with Matt Hardy or something like that. I don't know. Oh, I don't God. know. I don't. Th- he's not done. Though. He's not done wrestling. He's he's going to come back. Would it bother you if you never saw Bray Wyatt after Ultimate Legion? Not necessarily. No, you know, and I, and I, I've ranted about Bray Wyatt before. It's not. It's not totally his fault. It's not totally his fault. You could you could put some blame on him, obviously, because he's playing the part. But my problem with how WWE's presented Bray Wyatt since basically since the day he debuted on the main roster was that he is too supernatural. He's too mystical or mythical instead of just being crazy. 
Like, he could just be crazy and deranged and be based in reality. Instead, WWE gave him, when he was feeding with The Undertaker, he was shooting lightning from his hands. He was setting coffins on fire. Like, what? He stole Undertaker's powers. Like, he pops up in the ring when the lights are out, and he just pops up like he can teleport. And I was like, what is this? Like, this is, now he's something else, different. He, you can't recreate what you have with The Undertaker and Kane. Those are the exceptions to the rule. With Bray Wyatt, you could have made, made way more money if you based him more in reality as a cult leader instead of, like, a mythical person that's, you know, that talks in weird riddles and stuff like that. That's fair. I know Matt Hardy's kind of doing the same thing. He's kind of got, like, powers, I guess he could do. Well, not really. He could just control his drone, right? His drone shoots lasers. But other than that... He doesn't... I don't think he has supernatural powers. Bray Wyatt has had, like, supernatural powers. Yeah. You're 100% correct, actually. So, yeah. So, scratch Matt Hardy, then, because he doesn't have... He's just just crazy, (laughs) like, in a good way. Yep. But if Bray Wyatt was doing the same thing, I think, especially as a heel, and you could make him more, like less like Merlin and more like the guy off of Wolf Creek, <laughs> you might have something there. But they, they, they took a they took a the wrong direction years with years ago with him. And I think he suffered from it ever since. What do you think of like the screaming that's going on in the company right now? Because when I was watching the end of SmackDown this week, Kevin Owens was yelling a lot. And Nia Jax the last couple weeks has been yelling a lot and screaming a lot. And I don't like it, but I wonder how other people are perceiving that and just whether or not it's not just kind of strange that these adults are losing control like that and just screaming like toddlers. I, I don't, I haven't liked it, but um, I have other thoughts on the Nia Jack stuff in a second, but uh, that was just a note I had when I'm watching these shows. Like I just take these notes and I was like, you know, I don't know why. I wonder if they're telling them show more emotion and they're just like, all right, I guess I'll scream more. I guess. I mean, if it, it, I guess they feel like it fits the story for them to have just a primal rage out of nowhere. I haven't really taken it, you know, under any. I haven't really noticed. It's just just happens, especially if it's on two different shows. If you have two different writing teams, that some things might overlap. I guess. That's fair. So, the opening promo of Raw, Roman Reigns, he is. Um, <laughs> apparently Vince McMahon not a fan of Roman Reigns and uh, he is the anti-authority figure on Monday Night Raw thought it was Braun Strowman but uh, they've changed gears to Roman Reigns and I still can't get over how this company still doesn't understand how to book Roman Reigns because I just I feel bad but now they're doing the punk stuff and it just doesn't work like it, it doesn't resonate like I, I could be wrong but I'm pretty certain that i heard you deserve a chance after brock lesnar came back out on one of the three or four times he kept coming back out like there was a pop when his music hit (laughs) on his return and um like after he had already destroyed him a couple times they what they're doing is not turning reigns into a babyface and lesnar into a heel what they're doing is creating two heels and they're making well, Lesnar unlike. They're trying to make Lesnar into a coward, which yeah, which it, but it doesn't work because Lesnar is just naturally cool. Like I it, get that they're playing off him not being there, and that is something that fans will always boo because that was like the whole thing with they were trying to do with Rock versus Cena, where it's like, oh, you're never here, and that's why we don't like you. You left for Hollywood, and it's like Lesnar is going to leave for UFC, and Lesnar doesn't really care about the fans, and blah 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 blah. But it's like. Fans don't really care about that because when Lesnar comes out and when he is there, he's just like this crazy special attraction and he's a huge draw. And there's just something cool and mesmerizing about Brock Lesnar being on your television screen. There's just something fun about it. Like, I don't like that he's been Universal Champion all year, but like if he's there, it's interesting. I just wish he was there every week. People would love Brock Lesnar if he if he was there. I I think actually it'd be the opposite. I think it's the law of I think it's the law of diminishing returns. You know why Brock feels so huh. special? Because he's rarely there. I think he's always felt special. Like there's just but a few he, guys that the company's had over the last twenty five plus years where it's like, oh yeah, that guy's. But a star. The, the, it's like Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura, when he's in NXT or even in New Japan, you didn't see him often. He wasn't on the show every week. He's only there for big stuff, and and when he was there, it was impactful, and he did something major, and that was it. When he's on SmackDown, now you see him almost every week. 
he's cutting long promos. It's like you're, you're overdoing it. He's a guy that shouldn't be around. You should see every single week. Or at least, you know, for long periods of time or something like that. Like, And that's what happens, not just Shinsuke, it happens to everybody because that's how WWE is. You got three hours of Raw, you got two hours of SmackDown every single week. And you got split rosters now. So it's just it's just the law of diminishing returns. You see, every, everybody's overexposed. Brock isn't. That's why he feels special. When he comes out, people are like, whoa, it's Brock because you haven't seen him in three months. I That's definitely part of it, but I really... I don't know. I'll always like Brock Lesnar. I think there's just something naturally cool. It is. No, the Brock is naturally cool and he's a badass, legit badass. And that's all a part of it. But also because like he's a spectacle. He is just you're never gonna see someone who has his size and speed and just this his is, look and demeanor. This like, is all, just something this is about all him. true. Like like Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman's over. Imagine how much yeah. more over he'd be if you only saw him like once a month. Um, or imagine if imagine if they fl- had him flip an ambulance every week, uh, something like that. There are people out there who are already like, uh, they 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 have him destroy something again. Uh, I've seen it before already. It's like me. I'm not saying that because I love it, and and because and it is, I love it because no one else is doing it. He, it makes him special because he's the only one. But imagine if Braun Strowman was doing that type of stuff literally every week. Well, what I would say about Braun is like the difference with him is like he falls i think i think we've talked about him before where it's like i've never bought into the company seeing him as a top guy and like i always was worried about him especially on raw is that like when the plan has been for years to push towards roman reigns versus brock lesnar and that's why they had them both beat the undertaker at wrestlemania and just this trajectory that we know that they've been on for years now that like braun Strowman doesn't fit in so it's like he, if he has no path to the universal title then he's going to reach a point where he's just going to lose the big matches it's kind of like bray wyatt but on a smaller scale it's like every pay-per-view match that he loses they pretend it didn't happen and he's back to dominating and fans forget because they really do have a uh yeah short attention span they forget pretty easily and that's what they relies on in a lot of instances but i love braun Strowman, but at the same time he still has no avenue to becoming WWE universal champion anytime well, soon you gotta wait till at the wrestle that's wait till after WrestleMania until this Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar stuff is done. I've been saying it for months. But he already lost to Roman Reigns yeah, last year. That don't mean you can't beat him this year. <laughs> this is WWE. They, I they can guess. Make you forget, right? I don't know. I think Reigns is getting a long, long universal title reign. I don't think this. so, actually. He, when he got the WWE, really? the WWE title in 2016, he had it for a couple months. And then he got suspended and all this net. Well, that was different. Yeah, he got And he lost and he didn't get it back. He hasn't had it since. So I don't see a long, drawn-out reign. I can see it to probably SummerSlam and that's it. Because Wait, has he had the universal? No, he hasn't. He has not had it. Yeah. The thing is, with Braun, he's still so over. They can't ignore it for that long. WWE, I think they will. They they don't. They don't ignore it for that long. They don't ignore it. All right, Vaughn, we're gonna come back to this like nine months from now at SummerSlam when he's not Universal Champion again. Be like, so when are we getting that Braun Strowman title run? I'm just saying, unless he's on SmackDown. I'm just saying when Braun Strowman is not just like normal over. He's pretty over, and he's gonna get. I think. He's gonna get the Daniel Bryan like type of groundswell of support like he that he got back in 2013 and 2014. I think Braun Strowman's gonna get that this year. To to the point you can't deny him anymore. Like, all right, look, this is ridiculous. Like, you see all twenty thousand of these people, they're with him. You gotta give it to him at some point. Like this whole Roman Reigns thing has gotta stop. And plus Roman Reigns gotta drop it to somebody. It's gotta go to somebody else after you got, as soon as it, I don't think it's gonna be to Then who? If I had to guess, Samoa Joe, like it's it's got to be somebody. Like as um, soon as he wins it, you got to think about who's next in line to get it. He's not gonna keep it forever, obviously. Kevin Owens? No, nah, I don't see that happening. I think he stays on SmackDown. I don't think Kevin Owens. No, they have to leave after WrestleMania. Oh yeah, yeah that's true. They might. I don't know. But the point is that it's it's not. You got to think of the succession plan after Roman Reigns. So who's next? And if you're looking around, well, I would move Seth Rollins to SmackDown no matter what. Uh, I think he needs a refresher, and I think he could use a change of scenery. Um, Finn Balor doesn't seem like he's next in line. My honest pick would be like, especially because it would just be a great SummerSlam match. The Miz would be my pick. He'd just, but then again, like the WrestleMania build for next year should be like they should go ahead and start now. Miz versus Daniel Bryan. Oh yeah, like yeah. that. The, like that just, might be SummerSlam, right? That might, might not even be WrestleMania. It might be SummerSlam. Yeah, they might not be able to hold it off that long, but it uh, that's going to be incredible. 
because we're actually going to probably get a payoff for that. And that's another thing where it's like, if they're worried about Daniel Bryan's long-term longevity and everything, like you don't want to potentially miss out on that again. If Daniel Bryan, God forbid something else happens where he can't uh, compete because that's the money match with Daniel Bryan's return is him versus the Miz. Yeah, uh, I, I believe so too. Um, the Roman Reigns stuff, the last thing I'll say on this is like, his charisma just isn't there. That's part of the problem being an anti-authority figure because like Stone Cold, CM Punk, The Rock, and just go up and down the list where it's like, those guys just all exude charisma and they just feel naturally like anti-authority figures. Roman Reigns. And it's weird because the company has obviously become much more aware of the internet wrestling fan and just how much they know about each show, how much they know about the rumors and how much they know about the behind the scenes stuff. And they play into that. So you would think that they would also understand that like the fans know the majority know that Vince McMahon and triple H love Roman Reigns. We've listened to the interviews with triple H and the way he describes Roman Reigns. We know that Vince sees him as this top guy. So presenting him as (laughs) this sympathetic figure who Vince suspends and is upset with and he's getting arrested to start raw it's just a complete misunderstanding of the audience of the roman reigns character and it sucks because roman reigns is really good it's just he's not used the right way and it drives me nuts because we're year like five into yeah, this it's- and that, that this experiment is going to end at some point. But here's the thing about WWE: they they know he's not like what he should be, and that's why they're trying to get him to this point. Is up when you think about it, they're doing what they're supposed to do. As far as they want this guy to be the man, they got to do everything they can to try to get him to be like cheered. And they're trying to they're trying. I give them credit for taking a different approach to this match than they did. They could take. They could just say, "Hey, you're the top, you're the best, you're the, you're the two big badasses, go fight." They're trying to do something different here. And they're really trying to get Roman Reigns cheered. Is it going to work? Probably not, but this is their plan. They're going to ride this out, obviously, to WrestleMania. Now, we don't know what's going to happen for, for the next 12 months after that, though. Things could dramatically change between now and WrestleMania 35, and we don't know. Do you think he? Do you think this match closes WrestleMania yeah. still? What else is going to close it? The Rousey match? Well, I mean, that's the only thing I could see potentially closing it. Other than that, is you yeah, don't build up Roman Reigns to put in the main event. For- you can't do Rousey, because we don't know right, how she's but- going to look. I think she might be a train wreck, and we'll see, but... I, I put, don't know. I would not do that. Well, That's too risky. Sidebar, I, I mean, think my Rousey pick is, is obvious. Somebody as, as athletic as Rousey is not. I don't think can be a train wreck. I don't. I think she'll. We'll she see. Did, she did judo. I, I she's she, MMA. She she'll she's probably better in wrestling than we give her credit for. We'll uh, I I mean I hope so. She's she's over. I don't like that they're using her to turn Stephanie Man into the new Vince, but um, maybe. Yeah, but we'll Roman Reigns. I would do Shinsuke versus AJ last. That would be oh, my thing. Because at least you'll send fans, but it will send fans home happy. Like, that's a guarantee. Fans, no matter what ending, I, I think AJ should beat Shinsuke at WrestleMania this year. But, like, if that's the case, you at least get to send fans home happy. And that will not be the case well, with Roman no. Reigns. Fans will be booing. Fans will be tired because this WrestleMania is going to be, like, 19 hours long. Year. They said Roman Reigns beat Undertaker. Did that kill the show? I don't think fans well, were happy. I think it was different because you got, I mean, that was a terrible right. match. Fans weren't awful. happy about that. No. And they're going to do it again? They're going to give just. He's been in the main event. This will be the fourth year in a row. Yep. And they that weren't... goes into the why this anti authority figure doesn't work. Like, Vince would not put the same guy in the main event of WrestleMania four years in a row if he didn't like of him. Of course. That's, that's the problem. It, but they did it at so WrestleMania stupid. 32 with Triple H. Fans weren't cheering for him. Just because the fans aren't going to be happy doesn't mean that they're not going to put it in the main event. He's going to be in the main event. Four years running. Oh, this God. is I, something I tells that. me unless he's unless he's passing a torch next year, this might be one of his last times in the main event. I don't know why I feel that way. I feel like this is the people won't have to worry about being oh Roman Reigns again because it'll be five years in a row and no one's ever done that. No one's. Is there no a chance that it's Cena Undertaker last? That's that's another match I can see potentially going like I don't think so unless it's truly Undertaker's last match. But no yeah. one's ever done mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's ever done four WrestleManias in a row in the main event. Hogan didn't even do that. He did one, he did two and three, but he wasn't the main event of four. That was 
Yeah, I'm not even sure. Cena do in a row? Cena did 22, 23, and that was it. Those two back-to-back years. He did 28 and 29, obviously. He did 27, 28, and 29. I was going to say, I think he did four or five. 20, I definitely got 27, 28, 29. He wasn't in 30 at the main event of 30 or 31. He hasn't been in the main event in a couple of years, actually, since 30. Since, yeah, it's been a since while. Since 29. Um, hmm. But yeah, 20, 27, 28, 29. So no one's ever done four. This, I think he might be the – Roman Reigns might be the first person, if he closes the show, to be in the last match of a WrestleMania four years in a row. Remember when they did Triple H versus Roman Reigns for WWE Championship two years ago? Yeah. And at people, and you said that? might say, "Oh, the fans <laughs> didn't leave happy, but they still did it." Oh my god, he still did it. This company, man, um, same company that just named the battle royal after Fabulous Moolah. <laughs> like, all right, and despite people in the company saying this is a bad idea, they still did it. And that great hollow tweet from Stephanie McMahon yeah. on the matter. But for all we knew, she was probably one of the people saying, "Hey, don't do this," <laughs> and he got Vince is like, "I'm going, I'm going to do it." It'll be fine. Yeah, we don't know. I have no idea. Um, I feel like wasn't it? Isn't Vince close to her? Wasn't that the story? He, like he did. Was close to he Fabiano? was close to her, and uh, he was used to book the women's wrestlers through her. He yeah. he always thought, as far as I, you know, heard, he always thought highly of her, but he wasn't really aware of her shady business practices neither. Yeah, I don't buy that. Maybe um, hey, I don't know. Just <laughs> yeah, understand Vince is in his world. So a lot of stuff that happens outside of it, he might not be aware of. He's only concerned about his world. So he's just like, hey, if I, I need wrestlers, so give me wrestlers, thank you. And at the, that's the end of that. And he liked her because she probably did good business with him. But And Vince wasn't competing with her, so she was cool with him. So, okay. and, But I don't know if he ever found out, and then he stopped, or he just didn't need to go to her anymore, and that's the reason why he stopped. It's probably probably a mixture of both. So I don't have to use her to get the women's wrestlers anymore. And, oh, I heard some stuff that about her. So, I don't know. Yeah. So, something I've noticed, and I think they deserve credit for this. Raw has nailed their two big <laughs> women's feuds. I think the Nia Alexa Bliss stuff is going to have a great comeuppance moment at WrestleMania. I think Nia is going to win and fans will cheer. I think her stuff was way over the top two weeks ago. And her charging and yelling and screaming and losing her mind was not great. Like the crying and stuff. I, I just, that's a little much. But um, I think that feud's been great. And I think it's the right move to put her over Alexa and move Asuka to SmackDown and have her go over Charlotte. Yeah. Um, the Bailey Sasha promo this week was fantastic. I have been very critical of Bailey on the mic. She's been terrible for a long time, but she was really good in that promo and Sasha obviously struggles too. And I thought their promo was really great. I don't think they're going to get a match at WrestleMania, but I think they've done a very good job booking those two major women's storylines on raw. Now on SmackDown, absolute disaster. <laughs> Charlotte had an uh, Charlotte flair. And this is what I was alluding to at the beginning of this podcast. She is a great wrestler. Great presence. She's a star. She is <laughs> so like she gets fed terrible dialogue, and she delivers it in the worst way. Charlotte Flair should never talk anymore. Like we got to remove that altogether. If you're not going to give her better dialogue, she cannot make the most of bad dialogue. Her backstage segment with Natalia this week was terrible. Her in-ring promo with Oscar last week not great. It felt hollow and awkward and just not good. Charlotte Flair and just the way the SmackDown's women division has worked and they had that random tag match like Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan versus Naomi who, what a year for Naomi. She was winning the title last year at WrestleMania and this year it's just the exact opposite. She's in a rough place right now. Becky Lynch too and I think they actually beat Liv Morgan in this week but um, SmackDown has not booked their women well and Raw has just nailed it on the road to WrestleMania. What do you think about that? Do you agree? Uh, I agree from the standpoint of maybe SmackDown, the story, the self, you know, stories itself hasn't, haven't been good, but that's a, still a big match. Charlotte versus Oscar. Still a huge match. Yeah. The match itself is going right. to be great, but the buildup has been uh, not eh, great. Yeah. You can say that. And the raw stuff, I agree. I don't think it, it would be, I would like if they put Sasha and Bailey in the one-on-one match, but I guess they're going to put them both in the battle Royal and, uh, but, is there three battle royals two. or two? Uh, but 
you know, all right, I can accept that because it helps the battle royal. You know, it's the first one you're going to do. You can't just leave it hanging with like Sarah Logan and, and Ruby Riot. You got to have some stars in there. Uh, and I guess they could have their real blow up in that match. That's what will make that's what will make that match memorable. Is that they'll have their big, you know, the, the, the mega powers explode moment in the battle royal. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It, you know, like I said, I would love for it to be a one on one match, but if you're going to get this battle royal, got, might as well get the most out of it with Sasha and Bailey being the final two. And, you know, they explode. But, and they can have one on one, there's plenty of pay per views. They can have one on one matches after that, obviously. Um, well, it's going to be harder because now it's. Oh, yeah, uh, single. It's no they're not co-branded, yeah, or they're all co-branded. Yeah. So yeah, but it can still yeah. happen. Um, and I agree with you with the Nia Jax Alexa Bliss stuff. That's going to be really good when, when Nia Jax poor poor Alexa Bliss is going to beat the hell get the hell beat out of her by Nia Jax at some point. Uh, but do you think that's going to be like a Seamus Daniel Bryan's? Work? No, I don't think so. It'll probably be more like Ivory China WrestleMania okay. 17, which is like I'm have to go back and see that. I don't remember that at all. You don't refresh my it memory. It was Ivory was in Rights to Censor, and she was. Um, I think she had like I don't know if China's injury was legit or not, but they had like the story where China had messed her neck up real bad, and it's Ivory's fault, and she did it on purpose. Like she injured her on purpose, and Ivory was the women's champion, and she was hmm. talking crap about China for months and months and months. And China came out. That's the first time China ever won the women's title. Was at WrestleMania 17. She beat the hell out of Ivory for like four minutes. Hmm. Yep, China's final WrestleMania appearance. That's sad. Yeah. Um, last thing, and then we should go. Oh, I, I, me, I don't want to end. I feel like I throw an idea by you real fast and see, get your thoughts on it. Yes, I'm, I'm ready. talking about it on the Straight Shooters for weeks, which is on iTunes, Google Play. Bunch. Shout out to Nick Picone for my man, God. Nick Picone. We're on a bunch of platforms, but uh, Oscar and Charlotte, right? So this is the idea that me and mm-hmm. Nick have been pretty much touting for months, and that Oscar beats Charlotte for the title, but Carmella cashes in on her. And went to women's title. No, here's the thing, though. Car- uh, so many C names I, I come into contact with. Chase. No, you're right, Chase. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna call you Carson for a second. That, okay. that would have been bad, but Carson Wentz is in my brain. Uh, <laughs> we we are mistaken for one another. <laughs> but Oscar can't have that streak forever. What better way to end it by getting Carmella super? Oh, you want Carmella to actually cash in Oscar. on... Uh, does it count as a loss if she gets cashed in on it? Yeah, she gets a, pinned. Money in the bank cashing. That's a I loss. Know. You lose a title. You get pinned or whatever you lose. Well, after um, Oscar wins... No, I think Carmella has to no, lose. You she can't just have, has no momentum. You can't have two belt cash-ins in the same year. You gotta have at least one. It can't the first women's one be a, a failure. No. Yes, you can. They already had a failure in the first women's men in the bank ladder match. Oh, but you can have the, the, the cash and be a fail. You can't have that. I think you can oh. because she's not ready. It's not about not being ready. It's not good. You think Jack Swagger was ready when he won? Like, come on. Like, not no. about that. I, but I'm saying, like, two wrongs don't make her no. right. Trust like, me. I, she's going to win that title. They're not going to have her fail. I don't think so. I think she's no. losing it. I would be – I'm pretty confident that Charlotte – I mean, uh, not Charlotte. Carmella is not oh, winning. She's going to win. They had Corbin fail, already. especially not at WrestleMania. They had Corbin things. fail already. He, he can't have. Hard he can't have two failures. You got to have at least. one. I think you can. Oh, you got to have at least one. That's then. Then what's the, the? Do you know how you prevent all this? You put it on the right person, or you get rid of the briefcase altogether. Because if you're not going to build someone up over the long term and actually have a long term plan for but these people, they years then, they always had people lose with the briefcase, and they win the title the next night. Like this is what they've done before. But they've done better jobs. Like that's why Edge's first ever was so big, and Rob Van Dam they but did it Edge the right way because he was getting built Edge up. Edge lost then... to Ric Flair the night he won a title. No, no, no. I'm saying when Red, when Reg, when Edge cashed in at uh, New Year's Revolution yeah. on Cena, that was a monumental moment. But he was also being built up in that, like he had this new character. He's now the Radar Superstar, and there was this momentum surrounding him. If you don't have any momentum and like months backing you, like. You should not but be put in a that position. That won't stop title. WWE because the whole point of having a title is for a title to be meaningful. The character who is holding that belt has to be over. If not, it's just like Jinder Mahal, and it's just that won't awful. stop WWE from saying, "Here you go." <laughs> but you're asking me if I would do that, not right, what well, WWE I'll, would do. I could see WWE doing that, but 
Me personally, no. I would say that's an awful idea, and Carmella is not good. And I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you what's going to happen. This, this is what's going to happen. All right, she's going to win that title. She, they're not going to have two failed cashins in the same year. Okay, I think and they will. How I would do it is that I would have her beat Oscar for it. That's just how I. Would I don't do like it. this at all. <laughs> but imagine the heat you would get for that, and you and you you don't you don't kill Oscar. Cause she just lost in the money in the bank cash in. She didn't like have a long grueling match and lost to her. And and then, you know, something like that. She had a, a grueling match with Charlotte and then she lost. Like she got, she I got think the right person to beat Oscar is already on SmackDown and it's not Carmella. It's the first ever SmackDown live women's champion. It's Becky Lynch making Oscar tap. No, 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 no. I think it's Becky. To, you give it to, me, to Becky. To me, I, I would do it this way because like I said, it still protects Oscar. She lost by a fluke, almost. You know, she she won the title. She had her moment. So you, you in two things, you get rid of Oscar's streak, which I think is going to have to happen at some point. I think they could do it for like another full year. Oh, you can't. I don't think they do it for that long. That's a long time. That's a really long time. Okada hasn't lost in like that's New six Japan. Years. <laughs> they look way different than WWE though. But I'm saying you could do it. Like it's not uh, like Ryback. How long was Ryback like undefeated? Six, How long was Goldberg maybe, undefeated? Go, this is Goldberg was undefeated in WCW twenty years ago. Uh huh. Oscar the first, but uh, people like undefeated streaks. They do. But they got to end at some cool. point. You got to do it. Yeah, three years. You got to do it in a way <laughs> that you don't kill the person who was undefeated, and you got to you got to do it. You got to get something out of it. So you have Becky. I don't think Oscar should lose. Yeah, Becky Lynch beat her. Then what? What does what does that do for like right, Becky Lynch? Won. Oh, I mean, I think I think it creates another new star. I think Becky Lynch is like one of their best but, talents, and I think she's still super. It's amazing that Becky thing, is still over. By momentum, thing she has no momentum at the moment. At least she might have some. Hey, right? she just made Liv Morgan tap out Whoa. on SmackDown Live this Whoa. week. So hey, <laughs> ride the fire, man. But my, my point is <laughs> she that is on a roll. You kill Oscar streak, which has to happen at some point. Doesn't hurt her credibility, but you also build up a hot new heel and Carmella out of nowhere. She becomes SmackDown Women's Champion. But she's not good. It's like the Lana that's, stuff. That's, that, 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 that stopped WWE from giving the title to Jinder Mahal. <laughs> like, the WWE champion. But that was also a terrible idea. Right. And they've already, like, that goes back to what I was saying earlier, where it's like, they had Randy Orton just flat out say he sucked. I, I think this is better than the Jinder Mahal stuff. This is my opinion. I don't know. I think they're all equally terrible. I think this, I think this is better. <laughs> like I said, the heat that Carmella would get by ending Asa's streak after she won. I don't know. Like Oscar, like in those segments on SmackDown, it's not like she's super over right now. People would be pissed on the end. She's pretty lukewarm about it. like she was way more over on NXT than she is, like which is a common thing, but she is not like I don't know. I think Becky Lynch is still more over than Oscar. Oscar's well, got credibility though. She'll she'll be fine. No. Becky has credibility. She's the first ever women's Oscar's champion on SmackDown. undefeated. She has more credibility. Yes. <laughs> but is she cooler than Becky Lynch? No, Becky Lynch. I'm still here for Becky Lynch. I don't care. She's my favorite in the company. I, she's great. She is. I hope she gets her moment at some point. That would still be my answer. And Carmella losing, Becky Lynch being the one to beat Oscar at SummerSlam. I don't see that happening. in 2000. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, any final thoughts on wrestling this week? That uh, so we end on a positive note because I feel like. I don't want to make it seem like I'm being too overly cynical because this was a good week and I enjoyed a lot of the stuff on wrestling this week. Um, but uh, anything you wanted to say before we get out of here? Uh, no, you know, I think we talked about pretty much everything top to bottom. I think we got to cover. Last thing I will say, Mickey James is an incredible heel. She, her facial motions and just the way she emotes on screen and the way she dances, like she is such a perfect foil for Alexa she's such a bad baby face but i it just reminds me of why i liked her so much a decade ago on raw is she's just so good as a heel and um yeah i'm glad she's a heel again and yeah, and maybe, maybe she should be should be more than just alexa's lackey though i mean you got her she's really good let's let's do something with her yeah but no she's a good heel uh I, i'm good though I, i'm uh i'm all i'm all out of ideas except plugging straight shooters there you go. And uh, read you at your new job. We didn't talk about it. Like I made, like you are uh, with the Eagles. You are a digital platforms producer for the Eagles. We can find you on Twitter at Von M. Johnson. We can listen to you on the Straight Shooters podcast. And uh, we will have to talk again soon, sir. You know I'm down. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time as no always. No problem, man. Thank you for having me. And that'll do it for today's episode of the Chase Thomas podcast. 
I just want to remind you guys, if you like today's episode and you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, I would really appreciate it if you could take a second, leave the show a five-star rating and a review. If uh, you're not an Apple Podcast listener, remember you can find the show on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Uh, be sure to check out ChaseThomasPodcast.com where you can access all of my previous episodes and also find all my writing. I'm writing there fairly often. And also follow me on Twitter at Chase underscore Thomas and like the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. Uh, thank you for your support and we'll be back in another episode very soon. Thanks, guys. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.